Tonight on the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast, we celebrate our 50th episode. And what better movie to celebrate with? The cadaver of an infected zombie is cremated and its ashes mix in with a rainstorm over Louisville, Kentucky and cause the dead to rise from their graves. The results? Well, you decide. Tonight's episode, Return of the Living Dead from 1985 on the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Enjoy the show. Hello, Matt, and hello, Justin. Hello, Joe. Howdy, howdy. What's going on, guys? Oh, you know, just the same old, same old. Not really. It's our 50th anniversary special. (laughs) Big nights. Yep. Um, I got one question for you guys. Are you ready to fucking party? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's party time. Uh, sir, we are all in our forties. We're ready for bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's late on a Friday. I'm very tired. <clears throat> Work week, you know. Yeah. It is our fiftieth episode. It's technically yeah. our eighty seventh recording, if you count the quick bites and the specials. But um, episodes proper, it is our fiftieth episode. So I'm very excited that we're all on. I'm pretty proud of the fact that we got to fifty episodes. Quite a milestone. A lot of movies. Yeah. Quite a milestone. So I um, I thought that uh, we could talk about that a little bit more at the end of the episode. Kind of a little retrospect on, you know, uh, the show so far and, you know, our, our thoughts and feelings and stuff like that on it. And talk about, you know, 50 episodes and, and, and then some. But we picked a great movie uh, tonight to talk about for the 50th episode. And that is a movie that is probably one of our favorite 80s horror movies. Uh, and definitely in the top 5 or 10 for each of us, I would think. That is 1985's Return of the Living Dead. Quick little background on the movie. Uh, I'm not going to get into it too, too much. But the movie was directed by Dan O'Bannon. And it was written by uh, John Russo. Now, John Russo wrote Night of the Living Dead with George Romero. Uh, when they were done with that movie the rights kind of got split up between the two of them. So Romero was basically um, had the rights to make more Night of Living Dead type movies uh, using like the, the setting and stuff like that, where Russo just kind of had the title Living Dead. And he went and wrote a book, uh, Return of the Living Dead, very different than the movie that it, it became. So when O'Bannon got on, he, uh, he wasn't going to direct this movie. It was supposed to be someone else. I forget who it was. I think it was Hooper. Either way, he went up directing it because there was like no one else to, or the the guy backed out the last minute. I don't remember all the details. He said that if he's going to direct this movie, he needs massive changes to the story, like completely rewrite the script uh, and the story of this because he wanted to make it lighthearted. He didn't want it to be serious like the story originally was. So it became this horror comedy. Now the movie stars a couple people that we've seen in other things before and talked about. We have Tom Matthews as Freddy. Tom Matthews is uh, plays older Tommy in Friday Thirteenth Part. Six. Then we have James Karen as Frank. We have Clue Gulager as Bert Gulager. <laughs> Matt corrected me on that last time. Um, yeah, you got it right this time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Don Kaufler hey. as Ernie. And we have Miguel Nunez as uh, Spider. He's one of a huge group of these like punk kids, that these rascally kids that are in the movie. Now, 
Miguel Nunez. And that makes two Friday the 13th. It, it, uh, thank you. Yes, that's what I was going eight. for. Yeah, he was in part five. And uh, yeah. he played Spider. <laughs> so I'm sorry, he plays Spider in this movie. He played Demon in that movie. So he's got cool names in both of them. I could not help talking like this guy all day long after I watched this movie. Because everything he <laughs> says is just, what the fuck's going on over here, man? Yeah, what fucking chemical? He got like that real passionate fucks, you know? Like, and I, and I, when I was watching this movie the last time, it was uh, it was a little bit before this recording. So we, I was watching it on Easter Eve. And uh, suitingly enough, my girlfriend, she was cutting up a, uh, a leg of lamb, butchering the shit out of it. So it really went well with the movie. We had this on in the kitchen while we were getting ready for... Uh, prepping our dinner for the next day. The whole time, I just was like, what, what the fuck are you doing over there? Where <laughs> 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 the fuck going to get me a drink over here? What the fuck's going on, man? The movie, I think, is pretty self-explanatory, the title alone. And for those of you who have seen it, you know like how uh, you know off the wall this movie is. And if you haven't, it is quite a spectacle. Uh, it, it is a must-see. You know, when you look at like 80s horror movies... The big thing about all of them is like the special effects extravaganza that they had, right? Like this was the time where these guys were getting together and making some really great looking stuff. Uh, special effects were kind of what it was all about in these movies, you know, and a lot of them are slashers. And in, in those movies, you know, the, the creativity with the kills was what everybody kind of strived for. Uh, in bigger movies like this, like you had, you know, creature features and, and zombie movies, there was a lot more to show, you know, it was the makeup effects. It was, you know, things that, you know, human people don't do. Uh, so this was a huge uh, showcase for all that. And, uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that we loved about it the most before we really even get into like parts of the movie. I'm just kind of curious. When's the first time you guys saw this? What was your first experience with the movie? Yeah. My first time seeing it was, it was on like regular TV. Um, I remember I, I turned in, in the middle of it, when it was the scene when they're in the uh, autopsy suite or the embalming suite where both uh, Freddie and Frank are being evaluated by the paramedics. So I, I had no idea what I was watching. This was like before, you know, you had the pop-up on the TV at the bottom that tells you what you're watching. Yeah. Right, you need the TV guy to know. Wait, how old are you? I, I, I don't remember that. I know I was, it, it was under 14 that's a pretty big range to give me, but all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it came out in what? 85. Yeah. yeah. So I was pretty young okay. on regular TV. And it was, so it wasn't on like a, a movie channel or anything. Yeah. But I saw that scene and I was so intrigued because I had no idea what I was watching. And I thought it was like a serious thing. You know, I didn't realize it was like a horror comedy, you know, which. And just watching that scene, I was so hooked. You know, just I was so intrigued by that scene. And I watched the rest of the movie. I just thought it was awesome. I had no idea where it was going. And yeah, it was just, it was really exciting. Granted, I saw a TV version, which, as you know, in this movie is probably about 35 minutes long with commercials, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they made other things. Like, I think they made a TV version when they made this. Uh, meaning that, like, they kind of already knew they had to cut things off of TV and they filmed extra shit. Like, I think that they had, like, two different Well, jack- considering one of the main characters is just ass naked the entire oh, time. Oh, completely. Yeah, yeah, completely buttoned. Like, 90% of the time she's on camera, like, 
her ass or her boobs or something are hanging out. Yeah. Or her vagina. Yes. Yeah, hanging all out. 15%. Mm-hmm. As they do. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, female audience. <laughs> Hello, vagina audience. <laughs> we don't have this female audience. We have been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to get sloppy. What um, are you drinking? I, I, I'm I'm at her house. So, she, so the only thing she yeah. had was like um like a Citron, like absolute vodka. And I don't really like vodka at all, but um, there was nothing else Mixed here. With something. Yeah, I just yeah. put it in a big glass of seltzer. That's all. It's disgusting. <clears throat> it's absolutely disgusting. It's like lemon vodka. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking disgusting. It's lemon vodka and like a raspberry seltzer or something. It's gross. Justin, what do you got? Scotch on the rocks. Nice. You got to be more specific. What, what, what did you get? Oh, uh, McAllen. You, oh, fancy. I'm sorry. I didn't know we had royalty on the show. It's <laughs> <laughs> the la da Fucking McAllen, huh? What year? Oh, shit, dude. I don't know. I got to go grab the bottle. No, that's all right. That's all right. Where are you? <laughs> are you at the Count's house? <laughs> <laughs> He's a duke. <laughs> Your house sitting for the Lord? <laughs> what are you drinking? Uh, Jefferson Ocean. Oh, very nice. I'm the only fucking asshole in this group right now because I didn't have anything cool here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, that 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 character is completely completely naked head to toe. But they did like they, <laughs> they filmed <Off> movies. <laughs> yeah, they filmed stuff uh, during the movie to to have a like you know in preparation for a TV version. I know that some things they couldn't really do anything about. I think that that character you're talking about uh, suicide, right? That's her name? Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. Trash. No, trash. I was like, wait. Yeah, Suicide's the guy. With you. Yeah, yeah, Suicide's the guy. Yeah. Suicide is the ex the ex mohawk guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, she is um, kind of cut out of the TV version a lot. But, like, I think, like, one of the guys has a jacket that says, like, fuck you or something like that on it. And, like, they had a second jacket for him to put on to film scenes again. And they had something di- different on it. So they didn't have to, like, worry about that. Uh, don't like quote me 100%, but I'm like 90% sure that was like what they did with the movie still seeing it on TV. Yeah. You're going to lose a lot. Yeah. yeah. And I, the, the two most memorable things for me were, you know, the scene where, where they were being evaluated by the paramedics. And then shortly after I just, I, when I kind of realized like, Oh, this is either silly or stupid when he's like, Send more paramedics. <laughs> <laughs> My absolute favorite part of the movie. Rescue 700, this is Dispatcher. You copy over. Come in, Dispatch. Send more paramedics. It's, I love that you revisit that shit. Oh, Send man. more cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As, as silly as it is, I mean, the movie did kind of, like, set the tone for a lot of, like, what would become normal zombie tropes. Yeah. You know? and In I, particular, planes. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. People, like, and I don't think people realize that. I think, I even think back to, you know, people that have seen Night of the Living Dead yeah. once. You know, like normal people <laughs> would sure? probably think would probably think that the zombies in that movie had some, you know, desire for brains or even said brains. 
No, yeah. you know, but they did. They didn't speak, and they ate everything. You know, they just ate people. You know? Right. Yeah. It, it's kind of like a Mandela effect. People do think that they saw that or heard that in that movie, but it was never never put to film until this one. And it's funny that like that has become such a like a standard zombie trope now because really like in the grand scheme of things as far as like zombie movies go like that was a relatively recent addition yeah you know like they don't like all use it but like you know it enough that you know if you ask someone a question like what do zombies eat someone's gonna say brains you know but it's really just like the sillier stuff that uses that as like a you know an aspect of the zombie like the walking dead doesn't be like oh shit cover your brains you know what i mean like they don't like they don't <laughs> yeah. do that but like you know you have like you know video games that like non-stop talk about that and anything that was like like especially things from like our youth like cartoons that would have like a zombie episode or zombies in it it was like oh like for brains you know watch your brains um simpsons did it yeah of course yeah when they go up to home yeah. right, they're like uh <laughs> <laughs> they push them away so uh justin when was the first time you saw this movie <laughs> like um, last night <laughs> no no it, it was um similar to matt i think i was a little younger though um because I'm, I'm pretty sure the first time i saw this oh you were a little younger than the age of between one and 14 <laughs> i was in that range i was somewhere in that range all right um i want to say i had to be like eight or nine i was definitely still living in brooklyn but yeah it was it was on tv i think it was on like channel 11 might have been around Halloween. It might not have been. It might have been like a random Tuesday in June. Who knows? <laughs> because Channel Eleven would just play whatever, whenever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, you go from that and then like Supergirl. <laughs> right. Yes. Exactly. Exactly that. And then the Mets game. <laughs> <laughs> Channel Eleven was weird. Yeah. Uh-huh. It was like. <laughs> it was like oh, shit the Mets got rained out throwing Nightmare on Elm Street 4 it was like 2, 4, 5, 7 were all like the standard channels yeah. and then 9 you suddenly like stepped into the past <laughs> <laughs> it was like there was a 50-50 chance it was going to be Godzilla or King Kong right <laughs> but always the 1970s Kong yeah exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah yeah it was always Jeff Bridges Kong <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then 11 was just like, hey, we're so far up here. We could do whatever. We're double digits, baby. Let's go crazy. <laughs> we got the rights to everything. <laughs> like, no one's going to chunk their way here. Chunk. chunk, 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 chunk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, man. People will not get that joke. <laughs> no, they will not. No, it's, people will not get that joke at all or get that joke so much. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I like I could feel like that like the weight of that chat like that uh yeah. that dial, man. Yeah. That dial, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's great. But yeah, I was I was around uh, I was around eight or nine. It was on it was it had to be on like channel eleven, either channel eleven or maybe channel five. And it was just it was just on one night. And I remember I did watch it from the beginning. Um Oh, you saw it all the way through. Uh, yeah, I, I saw it all the way through. I, I remember wanting to watch it because we we always got the TV guide, so I knew it was coming on. Oh, um, this is all planned out. I wanted, yeah, um, because I had like a heist, exactly. Because um, I, I had <laughs> son of a bitch. I'm in. He was playing a heist for your brains. <laughs> oh, God. By the way. 
that scene scared the shit out of me as a kid. A lot of scenes scare the shit out of me as a person. It's a it's a fucking creepy movie. It is, yeah. But um, the, like the reason I wanted to watch it was because I had just recently seen uh, Night of the Living Dead for the first time. Okay. Mm. So I was like, ooh, I like that. Wait, you and liked that movie when you were young? Night of the Living Dead? Yeah. Yeah, I kind of liked it a lot when I was young too. Did you really? I wasn't really into yeah. it. So I, I always feel like it's a little bit more like cerebral. I don't know. Like I, I, I never really got into it as much when I was younger as I was when I was a little bit older. I, I watched it and loved it, like at the time. And yeah, I think even still now, I actually liked it better than Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I mean, so both of you guys saw it on TV for the first time. Like, w- like at what point did you kind of, like, actually go and, like, see it, like, rent it or whatever it was, like, see it in its entirety? And, like, did that experience feel significantly different or, like, not really because you were too young to know, like, the differences at that point? For me, big time difference. Yeah, it well, was, yeah. Um, I didn't see it until I was, like, 17 or 18. I had gotten a, a DVD player for Christmas. Hollywood Video had this thing. If you if you bought a DVD player from them, you get like twenty five coupons for free DVD rentals. Okay. And it came and it wow. came with like it came with a bunch of them too. Like I got like City of Angels and Sphere and all these other weird movies. Oh. I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just started renting zombie movies, and I was just like watching one after another after another, mm. and then I didn't. Because I, I think I might have had, yeah, I had internet access at the time, and I was like, what are the order of the Night of the Living Dead movies? Because I wanted to watch, and that's like the first time I saw um, Dawn of the Dead, the original, and Dave, you know, that's where I just yeah. started watching a Dead series. I was like, where does Return of the Living Dead fit into this? Like, I didn't really understand. Yeah. And I just got it, like, okay, whatever, you know. And it blew me away. I have to say, like, watching it start to finish, and like, some scenes in particular, I was just like, whoa. I mean, once again, I was a 17, 18-year-old kid watching a Full Frontal Nudity in a zombie movie. Does it get better than that? You know? Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I submit yeah. that it does not. <laughs> <laughs> Besides that, just I just remember finishing the movie, and I think I literally watched it again the next day before I had to turn it back in because I was just like yeah. floored by how awesome this movie was. It just, it was so much fun i just enjoyed watching it so much it is my favorite zombie movie and it might it might also be my favorite horror movie of the 80s you know yeah yeah i specified that before too like saying like one of my top movies well one of all of our top movies probably of the 80s specifically you know obviously like it it might go on like a top horror list for for one of us i don't know but i but I'm, i'm just thinking of it in terms of like 80s horror because that is a special kind of like you know, genre, I suppose. And, uh, in terms of those movies, like that decade, this is top tier, like without a doubt. And, and I think one of the reasons is, is because it has everything that movies from that time period needed and they did it perfectly. You had like the special effects, which were really, really good. Some of the special effects that they do in this movie, I still don't really understand how it was done. Like there were times like when I watched it just recently, where I, I rewound it like twice because I'm like I don't understand like how that's done, um, and that was impressive to me uh, that I could look at a movie from '85 and be like, how the fuck did they do that? When I know how a lot of those things are done just from like really being into that kind of stuff, you know. It has great characters. It has a great setting. It's just a good looking movie. Pretty great music. And on top of all yeah. that, you know, it's silly 
but it's also really scary. Like, there are, like, things in the movie that freak me the fuck out still. You know, they did back then, they do now. But the tone is just really more on the comedy side. They balance those things so well. It's really just, like, a perfect horror movie. Yeah, it's a masterpiece of balance of all of those elements. It, it never gets too campy. It never gets too scary. It never gets too gory. It hits, like, the mark in every one of those categories. Oh, yeah, every and, single time. Yeah, every single time. And there, I, 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 I would contest to this day it has not even been equaled. I, I can't think of a single movie that has been made since that's that been able to strike balance that balance. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is, I would say, the most apocalyptic zombie movie out there. Because of the ending? It demonstrates, like, there's no way to fix this. Oh, yeah. Mm, right. yeah I can't think of another zombie movie where it's just truly, the world is absolutely doomed. Yeah, because at the end of a lot of, like, those kind of zombie movies, there's, like, you know, there'll be a big plot device where it's, like, oh, a hope for a cure, you know? And then at the end, we'll either get it or, like, at least it leads you to believe that it could happen or something like that. This movie goes the complete opposite. And, and Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is there's so many th- things, dominoes, that would lead it to that conclusion. Is Number one, there's no bullet-in-the-head solution here. Like, they are indestructible, like, monsters. Like, you cut off a hand, you cut off a leg, now you're going to have uh, a headless, footless zombie attacking you while its hand and its foot kicks you on your left, you know? It's right, just... exactly. And how the fuck are you supposed to deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> I, um, getting on that topic, let's, let's just mention the fact that this whole zombie uh, plague spreads in the movie because... They had one of the zombies in like a um, like a barrel, basically. Uh, Frank explains to uh, Freddy in the beginning that Night of the Living Dead, the movie, was based on a real event. And that's kind of like a, you know, their their way of doing like a fun little tie into that series and this series. So, and, and they have a zombie in a barrel, and you know, they it's it's from that incident. So they're fucking around with it, and it they, like the steam or whatever, like the the liquid gets out from the barrel and infects things in this like warehouse, where they have like cadavers for medical schools in there, and they wind up burning one of these cadavers in the um, crematorium, like next door. The smoke from the body is what goes into the air. It rains, and it wakes the dead from the graveyard that's nearby. Now, obviously, hearing that, you see how silly it is. But also hearing that, it's like, oh, there's no way to stop this then. Like, if this is what it is that will cause an outbreak, it'll never fucking end. You know, because it's dust particles that literally, like, will cause the dead to rise. You know? Um, yeah. So, like, that right there is just like, yeah, the, you're, you're fucked. Like, once it starts, it's never going to stop. At the end of the movie... Like, how do you possibly stop them? Right, there's no way. Right, because at the end of the movie, they nuke the fucking city and... You know, the spoiler alert. And uh, these, you know, <laughs> we, we know that there's another rainstorm that happens. That that's how kind of how it ends. And it's just going to happen again. And it's going to be even on a bigger scale, you know. So, again, like, it's really silly, but, like, it brings the dread in, too. You know, because you, you watch it and you have this feeling of, like, this claustrophobic feeling, I almost feel like. You know, where you're like, you're like oh, man, this is, like, never going to end. On top of that, even if you can destroy them and burn them just the smoke of burning them can spread and that's the the spread in the movie but then on top of all that they're sentient to the point where they're in the, they, they have the minds of humans they can communicate yeah they can plot they can set traps 
how how could you like imagine any any fighting force on earth going against another fighting force that just happens to be indestructible i mean they might even know like if like if their numbers started to dwindle at all that they could burn one of their own and just spread the whole more like right we don't know the extents to how intelligent they are because you see it on the smaller small scale send more cops you know <laughs> but when when they do send the more paramedics like they're all hiding off to the side and they don't try to jump on the car they wait until they're out of the car until they're too far away from the vehicle in order to jump on them and things like that like there's an intelligence to them and even later after um freddie turns like they knock the ladder over so that means he was able to like use tools while blinded lift up the ladder climb up and just pound his way through into the attic like they're they're unstoppable i i just it's just too many elements i just don't think any other zombie movie comes close to being like this definitive like there's no way to stop this yeah when she's looking at yeah, you you no. could tell she's figuring things out <laughs> <laughs> it's like one, one zombie's in front of you watch out for the two <laughs> from the bushes they didn't even know that <laughs> she's <laughs> learning <laughs> and the thing is you are alive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well done. <laughs> Bravo. Well fucking done. Yeah. You you really capped that joke That's off. It. Yeah. There you go. Um yeah, no, they they plan things. They are planning things out and uh and they speak <laughs> and it's almost as like they're just they kind of awoke with the intelligence they always had, you know, which that's what got me. Like, right. They, they, they wake up and they are who they were. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't really, I didn't say yet. We, we, we kind of trailed off a little bit. The first time I watched this movie or saw the movie, yeah. I, I just saw it in pieces. So I kind of saw it in like the, <laughs> the best way. I literally woke up in the middle of the night. Uh, I had something else on. It was a premium channel though. It was like HBO or something like that. I believe I fell asleep. I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like three o'clock in the morning. I was kind of like out of it. And I woke up to like the tar man scene where he's going after uh, suicide. Oh and my gosh. I'm half asleep and I'm like, what the fuck's on the screen right now? <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck did they do that, man? I, I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is this? And I was just kind of like freaked out, but like too tired to do anything about it. And I fell back asleep. When I woke up in the morning, I was just like, what the fuck was on the TV last night? Like, I didn't know if I was like half dreaming or if like, I don't know what the hell was going on. So I checked the guide and saw what it was. I'm like, oh, I heard of this movie before. So I went out and rented it uh, like immediately and watched it. And I was just like, wow, this movie is really something else. Like it blew me away. And it was a time where I wasn't like super into horror stuff. Like it was like that, like time period I was kind of talking about recently where I was like not watching as many horror movies. But I fucking love this movie because it was just, you know, I, I don't know, I don't even think you need to be a horror fan. It's just a, a really, like, entertaining film. So I watched it and, um, you know, I, I, I'd pretty much been watching it ever since then, like every year, you know, pro mostly around Halloween time. But, uh, or sometimes not, you know. I might make it a, a Easter rotation because I think it works really well. And, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And so that was kind of my experience with it. But When my wife was asking me what movie we were covering this week. I was like, oh, we're doing The Return of the Living Dead. She's like, isn't that the one you said you were going to go see in theaters? I'm like, no, that's Evil Dead Rise. She's like, oh, the names sound pretty similar. And I was like, they do. Unless you consider which one is more appropriate for Easter. 
(laughs) (laughs) I definitely want to talk about, like, some of the things that we like the most in the movie, like, in terms of special effects. Like, what uh, specific zombies or scenes, like, stand out the most to you? I mean, as iconic as the, the, the Tar Man is, and he's great. I fucking love him. I love that design. Yeah. Um, my favorite zombie in the movie is the one, you know, the female that they capture. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Tied up. She is my favorite. That's a great out of control. Yeah. Even Uh, I I love how it's spinal column is like whipping around like a snake and like clunking on, on the, the embalming table and everything. Yeah. And just, it's just such a cool little detail that they added. Right. It was, yeah. yeah. Just, I, I think also I would agree with you, Justin, is like there's so many amazing scenes, but that I'm always like it has my full attention during that scene because I'm just watching to see if I can like kind of break the illusion. And with the exception of like it being able to speak without moving its lips and things like that, the voice just kind of comes out of it. Well, what, hel- what helps with that is that it's like it's so decayed, it doesn't really have lips. So it's like yeah. easier to kind of buy into that, you know? Yeah. That, I mean, because that would be the only criticism I could levy against it. Um, it's so friggin' good. Like it looks so legitimate. This is like 35 years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Much, this is closer to 40. Pretty, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. 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 It's, it's wild. Cause like CGI cannot really beat a good practical effect, you know? No, um, never. Your best CGI effect will never be as good as your best practical effect. Like, it just won't. Agreed. Yeah, because there's something on the screen to film, you know. Um, look at, like, anything in Jurassic Park, like the original one. That's an animatronic, you know, um, versus anything that they've done since then. Nothing looks as good. Uh, like the T-Rex attack on the, on the you know, the car. Many, many parts of that attack are a big, giant, <laughs> robotic Tyrannosaurus, you know, and and you know mm-hmm. that you know you're looking at something real that people are interacting with. It's never been Here, as good as anything thing, else in those movies. Here's the thing that gets me about specifically Jurassic Park. That movie probably had the best use of practical effects blended with CG. Still to this day, I would disagree with you on that. I would say the best movie that used practical and CG like blended it would probably be the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, yeah. I feel like Lord used more CG than practical. The original trilogy? Um, Yeah. I mean, not not the Hobbit Yeah, the original trilogy. So much about, like, forced perspectives and things like that. that Yeah, you're forgetting all that stuff, like the Hobbit stuff. No, I'm thinking, like, practical creature effects. They put, if you watch, like, those appendices, they they did make a lot of that shit. Like, the trolls and stuff like that, you know? The the thing is, like, no one really does that anymore. Like, even, like, Jurassic Park and the Lord of the Rings movies that, that continued after that like the more recent stuff they just use flat out oh, yeah, cgi full cg full yeah. cgi yeah, yeah there's no yeah it's just not cost effective anymore it's not and you know but there's it also a, doesn't look as good no there, there's like a love and a heart behind like practical stuff that's why i think these movies aren't they're not just nostalgic you know they're, they're also like you could tell there's a lot of love in them and that that's kind of what keeps me going to the well with these a lot you know that like a team of people you know and a lot of cases savini because he did a lot of these movies not this one but you know a team of people they they went and they they made this stuff and even if it is only being shown for fractions of a second you're talking about like kill scenes that 
first it'll get cut as it is, but like even uncut or only like a couple seconds, you know, of all this work. Now this movie obviously has a lot more of that. And I mentioned that earlier. Um, that, that scene is, is incredible, you know, and I watched that recently. And I noticed like all these little details, like when her spine like flips back and forth, there's like spinal fluid coming out of the tip of it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really like impressive stuff. There's just also like the little things too. Like I noticed there's a lot of like, especially on this, um, this watch, I noticed a little bit more. One of my favorite, just like real subtle, like simple effects that they did that I, I will love forever is the um, the butterflies on the wall. Yeah, <laughs> right. I, yeah, I thought that was really love cool. that. Yeah, it's so like, but you know that took time to do that, and it's on screen for what, like two and a half seconds. Yeah, but, exactly. Right. It yeah, but it's so cool to just to see like you know. It's all, everything's coming back to life. Not only the effects of, you know, whatever kind of uh, prosthetic he's wearing over the face, but the, it's so much supported by amazing, I don't want to just say acting, but these physical performances. Just the way he walks with his hips so disjointed and like, yeah, it's so creepy, man. It's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, Tarman is 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 a really like he, he's probably one of the most iconic zombie like zombie heroes, I guess whatever you want to call it, for lack of a better term. I think in in, in cinema, period. With maybe the exception of like Bud from Day of the Dead, I, I think that yeah, yeah. Besides him, Tarman is kind of like the zombie, you know. And yeah, it was uh, Alan Troutman. He was like kind of um. I guess like a stunt guy, but like also like a contortionist. Because when you watch that character move, it's fucking like insane. You know, I was like gonna say they mu- they had to have used a contortionist for that character because he, he looks like he's being puppeteered. Yes. Yeah. You know that's yeah, that's what it, that's what it looks like. It looks like he's a puppeteer, and I he know walks that, like a marionette. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Creepy. Like like yeah. they they kind of like puppeteer like someone like the head. Like close up, close up shots on the head and stuff like that. But the way he walks, like it, it's insane. And every time I watch this movie, I have like this, like I don't know, like this, like big anticipation of, of this this character's like arrival or like the scenes that he's in because there's not a lot of them. But every time he's on screen, it's really, really something. And I still get like like this like anxious feeling, you know, not like a like a bad way, like a, like a excited anxious feeling when I'm like, oh, he's yeah. coming, he's coming, because like. He's just so great, and like it never gets tiring to like watch how that character like moves. Um, and when I was mentioning no, before, it's fascinating to watch. Yeah, it's unsettling. Very, very like yeah. Um, and when I was like mentioning before about how like these effects I don't understand they do. When they knock his fucking head off with a baseball bat, I do not understand how that was done because like when they knock his head off, his body's still moving around very realistically. And it, it, we can talk about this for a very long time. Just Klugelager. Yeah. Can we talk about him. <laughs> can we just talk yeah. about that man um, for the next hour or so? Big fan. He's, yeah. He's essentially playing the same character he played in Nightmare on Elm Street 2. Let's, let's be honest. Sure. <laughs> he, he's still just Jesse's father. <laughs> but you know who really kind of steals the show is fucking... Uh, James Karen? Not even him. I would say Don... Don Kaffler, because like, oh yeah, Ernie is great. Like when you talked before about like your favorite scene being like the the one that they have like on the table, he sells yeah, that's that. His scene. He fucking yeah, that's he, his yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, as good as that effect looks, and it looks perfect. 
he his interaction without his reaction. No, he sells it. Like the yeah, like the way he reacts to it, talking and stuff like that. So yeah, there's a lot to. I just, I think the both uh, Freddie and Frank when they're in you know just dying progressively throughout this film. I was sold so hard on that. They really did such a fantastic like the acting in this movie is amazing. It, it really, it really it's, is. Yeah, it's really well done. Um, That's the thing and it, about this movie. They got like some really some of the greatest character actors of the eighties. Yeah, to do this movie, and they're all like at the top of their game. It, you know, watching this movie, I, I I mentioned before, I watch it almost every year, and there's always something that I see in this movie that I either a appreciate more than I did before, or b didn't notice. You know, there's a lot of things that, like, I pick up on. One of the things I noticed in this movie uh, this time around was uh, towards the end. Actually, it is the end, where they are freeze-framing on all the people and kind of where they're at uh, right before the bomb goes off. And, you know, uh, Ernie has uh, uh, Freddy's girlfriend in this attic. You know, Freddy's fucking a zombie at this point. He's, you know, busting the door down, and he comes in, and it freeze-frames right before that. Now, Ernie has a gun, and but, like, Ernie knows the gun won't kill the zombie like they already know that because they've been fighting these things off for the whole movie i noticed this time around that he actually has the gun it seems like he has the gun at least pointed to tina's head and not fucking zombie freddy and i'm like oh shit he was just gonna kill her and then probably kill yeah. himself and i was like he wow raised up the gun shortly before that and you could see this kind of look of hesitation in his face like is this what I have to do? Yeah. I, I think he's the best and there's character. some heavy moments like that. What about when Frank oh, yeah. cooks himself? He, like, literally gets down on his knees. Yeah. He puts his wedding band on the switch for the fucking oh my God. Cre- yeah, cremation that thing. That, yeah. And, you know, it's funny. We talked about all these things like, <laughs> send more cops. And, like, you know, s- smoke of a dead body causing, you know, a rainstorm and zombies to come out of the ground. It's so silly. But then you take, like, these scenes that are very serious and, uh, yeah. and, 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 like, you know, I don't know how they were able to pull it off, but it, it worked. Like, you know, the tone of this movie is perfect. It's the perfect zombie movie. It's the perfect 80s horror movie. It's, it's phenomenal. Matt, I know zombie movies are a huge part of your life, you know, and uh, that's a big, a big thing for you. We've, talked about zombie movies since we were kids you know and uh that was a big thing that you wanted to talk about in this episode you mentioned it before so um you know you you got into uh zombie movies because of night of the living dead i'm assuming yeah that that's what kind of you know brought me into it what i liked about it was it was the same thing i liked about other horror movies like whether it be monster squad or gremlins or any of these other types of 80s kind of horror movies that had these sets of rules, you know, is almost a survival scenario that's unique that will never exist in reality, you know, because you're trying to survive under these unique circumstances that you wouldn't have to do against a bear or a sentient human being. It's it's something completely different. And I've always enjoyed that aspect of it. That's what I really liked about Night of the Living Dead was sitting back and, and saying like, oh, this is what they're doing here is smart. What they're doing here was sloppy. Why did they do this? And like just the clumsiness and the dumb luck, and the, the stupidity and seeing the human element 
muck it all up and saying like what I would have done better kind of thing. Right. You know, that's what I like a lot about zombie movies in general and zombie video games. And, you know, I think my favorite piece of zombie content is definitely Max Brooks, uh, World War Z, the book, not the movie. Yeah. Um, well, you said it was I, your I favorite know, book of like all oh time. Oh my God. Hands yeah. down. Yeah. But it's so, so amazing. And I, and I want, I want every, and like, you don't even have to read it. Listen to it on tape on, uh, it's, it's read by, you know, it's Mark Hamill and Henry Rollins and a ton of other people doing, you know, the voice acting. It's phenomenal. Yeah. That for me, I, I've always had such a love for this genre just because it's, it's a very scary concept. You know, this idea of, you know, the, the mystery of death, you know, the, the life after death thing. And then it's zombies in general are this unstoppable force where you do have this rule where it's like, you know, cut off the head or destroy the brain. And I never thought a newscaster would have to say that as a Shaun of the Dead reference there, but yeah, I think <laughs> Justin got it. <laughs> I got it. But yeah, that's what th- that's why this movie in particular to me, even though it's so surreal, it, it, it feels so real, it's so doomed because there's no it's such a hopeless effort by these characters to try to escape their fate here. You know, is I found by the time I get to the end of the movie that I don't disagree with the army's decision to nuke the town. And that's, that's pretty dark. You know, even if it means innocent people will die, you know, if you look at it from a utilitarian ethics type of way, it's like, yeah, that that's what they have to do because it's gotten out of control. Yeah, the needs of the you know, they don't know the about the few. Yeah, they don't know about you know the the airborne spread factor. So that being right. said, like that's that's the only plan they have left. And I feel like, what the hell else could they do when you see how this army is like overwhelming the cops and trash? has developed a gigantic mouth and can bite people's faces. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, I, that's why this is so special to me because it's like, it takes every, every tool you have against them and takes it away, but it doesn't do it in a way you're like, Oh, but that's stupid. Zombie movies are only good because this, no, 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 no. It's just phenomenal. And it does such a great job in, and I, and I really think that the only reason why you can have such an apocalyptic zombie movie be so entertaining is because of all the the humor, the attitude, the amazing special effects, everything else that supports it. It just comes together into this like this perfect movie. I mean, when you have a zombie apocalypse, like it's basically it's the beginning of the end. You, like there's no actual stopping it. It's just like, well, how long will it take for it to end? How will it end? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I would say about a week. <laughs> or 28 days or 28 days three weeks to stop the spread <laughs> <laughs> for anyone interested you could go and see a trailer <laughs> for a show that me and Matt were making <laughs> about 12 years ago called Too Many Zombies and it was going to be uh, <laughs> yeah yeah um, Way back when, uh, all of us uh, had a little thing called uh, Sean and Such. It was a web series. It was on for like two years. Uh, we had a nice little following. Did a couple things with it. Uh, had a nice fan group. 
And, uh, you know, and, and then it just sort of, uh, it dissolved, you know, we all got busy at the apex of that. We were going to make another show and Matt was, uh, heavily involved with that. And it was called too many zombies. The idea we had for the show was, you know, just the zombie apocalypse kind of, uh, story, uh, more comedy based and, we were going to do surprisingly fi- few zombies, <laughs> very few, uh, <laughs> really only two. And, uh, it was going to be five episodes and each episode was going to be aired on Halloween. So it was going to be like five year stretch of, you know, a story. And it was just to do something in the middle of, you know, Sean and such, which was like, you know, going to be a big thing at the time. And, and I, like I said before, it did, you know, we kind of just got busy, but, um, we had a lot planned on it. Uh, we had a lot of designs. We had script. We had storyboards. We had all sorts of stuff. Um, but you know, I still have the promotional materials. That oh, I have all. Yeah, I, I have everything. I have so much stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we made a trailer for it, and uh, you can yeah. find it online. You can find it on YouTube. So if you guys are interested, uh, and 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 you. You're not mistaken. If you do see it and it has like three views, that is that's the one. That's the... <laughs> it's me, Joe, and Justin. <laughs> not even. I didn't even watch it. <laughs> I think I watched it twice. easier for you guys. I'll actually go find it on YouTube and post it to the. Oh, there you go. Now they have to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> and the reason we called it "Too Many Zombies" was because it was around the time where it was just like. Everywhere. It was zombie mania. Yeah, yeah it was oh, like yeah. zombie land. It was like it was the premiere Walking zombie. Dead. We, we we you know we were doing all the comic cons for Sean and such because uh, we got invited to all this shit. Now, so before New York Comic Con became a thing that you had to like win a lottery for to go, a lot of people were still going to these things because it was you know about comics, but it was also about like you know artists showcasing their stuff, whether it be animated things, uh, you know, just like pen to paper art like selling, you know, m- you know, merchandise where they're parodying things, which was huge. Um, that was kind of like a big part of Comic-Con. Uh, the small part of Comic-Con was like celebrities and stuff going to it. Now that's the only part of it. But back then, and we're talking about like 12 years ago, uh, it's when it was kind of starting. So we were like in the middle of this part of Comic-Con where it was like half a bunch of celebrities going and talking about their shit and then like half the comic books and the artists. So it was a great time to go. It really was. Like it was crowded, but not too crowded. You had a lot yeah. of just great people there. You were not getting overwhelmed with stuff like you are now. It was a good, great time to go. And we were getting invited to these things because we had such a huge following on Newgrounds at the time. We were huge on that on that uh, website. Um, so much so that the like the the creator of that site reached out to us and was like, "Make more shit, please. We're going to give you as much free space as you need." So we had a great following on that site. We got invited to all this stuff. So we we got invited to New York Comic Con a couple times, and we were we were there for that. And it was. I remember like the first one we went to was the first season of the walking dead was coming on that night and yeah. they were promoting it and stuff like that. So this was the height of zombie stuff, uh, without a doubt. And that was, you know, that like, like Matt said before, that was the reason for the name, but yeah, I think that is the only comic con event to like, all I remember is that, that booth, we were at work in the crowd all day long for two days. Like we were just at the booth, working it working it working <laughs> it was awesome yeah like it was so cool yeah you gotta like be a... it was like we were you know it we was were pitchmen. to see it from we were pitchmen huh? yeah we were just pitchmen like yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. to see it from that <laughs> and, and, and sean going and we got to meet some really cool people at those cons man yeah but we had a great time at those things you know and uh yeah. that 
that the, I always said that that's a whole nother like podcast, but I do want to talk about this thing. You know, we've been doing the podcast now since 2021. And, and I was about to say, I, I hope we have the opportunity to actually meet the fans from our podcast now because well, we you met so me. I mean, listeners. I don't know if there's anyone else to meet. <laughs> <laughs> we have oodles of listeners and yeah. well, we could fill a stadium. <laughs> well, I think we might have exactly one metric oodle. <laughs> Not oodles. We, maybe an oodle point five. <laughs> oh God! As I mentioned, it's it's our fiftieth episode, and I think that's a you know a big deal. We had eighty-seven recordings at this point, and um, you know, but this is our fiftieth episode proper, and I'm really you know proud that that we got you know to an episode fifty, and you know we started it in the end of 2021 it was like the fall essentially uh right around halloween yeah. but you know we've had you know a full uh year last year and uh we've had a pretty great start this year so far uh i think our episodes have been solid um especially lately so i'm really proud of you know all of us and i'm proud of the show and i'm i'm, I'm proud of you know where we've come with it and uh you know i just uh i want to thank you guys you know for for putting in like you know the love and the time and the attention into this and um you know making something really great you know every time i think about you guys i i think like how the fuck did i get so lucky to know you guys (laughs) (laughs) for me this show is like three things and first and foremost it's like a way to connect with you guys and i mentioned this like a ton of times i tell the people that are listening to do the same thing if they if they have if they can you know um it's a great way to connect with friends especially like you know when people are far away like we all are we have all this stuff recorded it's out there we could always listen to it it's like it's, it's, these memories are kind of like you know they're out there there's that the other thing is that it obviously serves like this creative outlet and a lot of people you know want one um, it's an easy one to do, you know, and, uh, we have a, a great time with it, you know, when we plan things out, like, and the last thing about this show is that it's a great escape, right? Like we're all busy. There's always like a lot of stressors, especially like all of us getting older, just, you know, going through things. Some of us are going through tougher things at times. And, you know, this show is a great way to kind of just escape from things. You know, you sit down once a week, watch a movie with your friends and you talk about it. And, you know, that's just the little simple thing in life that, you know, kind of gets you through th- certain things. It, it's, uh, you know, makes you happy. And hopefully people that are listening to it get that same feeling too. Like the same feeling that I get when I turn on my favorite, you know, uh, podcast. Well, my second favorite, I guess, right? Because this is my favorite. <laughs> but, or, you know, a show or movie or whatever, like I use to a kind of escape from the day, whether it's by myself with my girlfriend, with my friends, you know, hopefully this could be that for somebody else out there or, or many people, hopefully. And, uh, yeah, so this is very special to me and, um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that we got this far and I hope we get 50 more episodes and, um, I'm looking forward to celebrating all the milestones moving forward. And, uh, yeah, man, I just, you know, thank you guys very much for, uh, being a part of this. I've been so excited about having this opportunity to, sometimes just talk about movies that i love but i mean my favorite movie of last year was assigned to me to watch (laughs) you know and (laughs) so then i do that and then all i have to do is get on the phone talk with my best friends friend or friends you know whether justin's on the podcast or not about these movies and then something happens i am like oh man i probably fucked that up and then 
with the miracle of editing, and this is a big thing that I want to thank you for, Joe, is like what 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 I have to do is fairly limited compared to the work that you put in on this, you know, and you like, I, you know, I basically just try to put in as much as I can, you know, to contribute because I know how much you work that you put in on this show, you know, behind the scenes and how much you you do. And I just want to let you know, thank you so much for you know, inviting me to be a part of it. It's been a blast. And, uh, you know, it, it was fun in the beginning, you know, and if you had asked me what my favorite episode was in the past, I would have been like, oh, you know, my first episode, The Fly, that, you know, I really love that. Yeah. But my gosh, is these past episodes of the three of us doing it together. <laughs> yeah, it'd be great. I've had yeah. such an amazing time, you know. So yeah. thank you, Justin, for having such awesome chemistry and, like, it's so cool because we've known each other for such a long time, but having this opportunity to work on something together and, you know, and guys, yeah, really it's, it's been a blast. And, uh, I'm, I'm so looking forward to the future of, of where this goes and hundred episodes, uh, coming up real soon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. That means a lot to me. Nah, Joe, like when, when you came to me, um, like with this idea, I was like immediately on board. Immediately, it was just, like there wasn't even hesitation. I didn't have to think about it. It was just yes. I mean, we get to talk about the shit we already talk about, but record it and make other people listen to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm on board with that. Please. Right, right. <laughs> Let's do that a lot. You know, we've been doing this for like a year and a half now. I guess close to two years. Yeah, closing and on it. Yeah. it. Honestly, it's it's probably the thing I look forward to the most every week is like sitting down with you guys and uh, and getting to record and getting to talk about these movies that we either love or hate so much yeah um like initially it was just me and joe and it was just me and joe for a while and we would bring in uh guests every once in a while and i do want to thank sean and and jay of course yeah um you know and anthony for coming on and you know do, doing those episodes with us like matt said like i feel like we really did hit our stride we kind of found that um, the key to to whatever magic happens yeah, yeah. here I, once Matt came on. Yeah, I love what this show has become. I love what it was initially too. Yeah, what it is now, the way we've been able to to kind of grow and expand. I, I think we've really found our footing now, and I, I want to thank you both for that. Um, yeah, thanks man. so much. Justin. Thank you. We found our voice in this podcast recently, like, and I mean, like the the way the episodes are done you know the humor the like you know the way we talk about movies and stuff you know we we've kind of i think the podcast finally found like what it's supposed to be um what it's supposed to sound like yeah so i mean you know we could sit here and suck each other's cocks all night you know but uh <laughs> i uh you know i appreciate both and that's of you guys. a different podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the nightmare no that's podcast. sexy regular teeth <laughs> <laughs> the yeah. sexy basement podcast <laughs> <laughs> it says ouija board and fucking nightmare two yeah <laughs> Um, the 100% more Clue Gallagher. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that Joe can't say his name right. So Apparently, you can I. I guess with that said, you know, thank you guys for listening to 50 episodes and, and then some. And uh, hopefully you continue to listen to the next 50 and then some. And, uh, you know, we really appreciate you guys uh, the most for listening. Right, and, I, and he means that. Like, I, and, I, and this is from all of us is uh, 
if you've gotten this far through the sappy shit <laughs> is uh, sincerely thank you so much to our listeners is uh you know we value your feedback we value your even if you're just listening and enjoying you know thank you guys so much for listening yeah um yeah seriously thank you yeah we hope you continue to and we hope you uh continue to enjoy uh even more than you had before because we do work hard to you know make great episodes uh for you guys and for ourselves like we want to have something really you know great to you know memorialize our conversations our years you know and our friendship so and we will be back next monday with a new episode uh this is this is an episode i'm very excited about doing because we're all going to go to the movie theaters together apart and talk about uh evil dead rise so uh make sure you listen to that and um have a good fucking night good night everybody good night hey guys if you like what you're hearing please subscribe to our podcast on spotify and apple itunes also you can follow us on social media we have twitter and that's at sexy vamp teeth we also have instagram at the sexy vampire teeth podcast so if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites and make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. was a co-writer of Night of the Living Dead. He did that with Romano. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It, just said, yeah. it sounded like you said Romano. Oh, he definitely know. said Romano. <laughs> <laughs> Romano. <laughs> <laughs> he did it with a Ray Romano. <laughs> <laughs> We've been drinking. <laughs> hey, we got to celebrate in style. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, all right. His name is George Romano. <laughs> <laughs> you said uh, so john russo wrote this uh <laughs> i'm trying to remember i'm trying to remember like where i was at at that point but all right oh, all right all right so uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Give uh the giggles. yeah